How's your Ignatian imagination? St. Ignatius of Loyola encouraged his disciples to utilize their imagination when reading the Gospels, to place themselves in the scene in order to get a better sense of what it may have been like, but also to be better able to apply the Gospels to their own lives. In light of our upcoming liturgical celebrations, I've been pondering what one particular scene may have been like. I'll tell you more coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome, friends, to The Inner Life, and happy Friday to you. If you're in need of some help and guidance in living out your faith today, you've come to the right place. Our seasoned spiritual directors are here to share their wisdom. I'm your host, Patrick Conley. Thanks for joining us. So liturgically speaking, the Christmas season is winding to a close. On Monday, we celebrate the baptism of the Lord before returning to ordinary time on Tuesday. And I'll be honest, I'm a little sad. Not necessarily because the Christmas season is nearly done, but because the way the calendar worked out this year, we're not celebrating the Lord's baptism on Sunday, as in most years, but it's relegated to a Monday where it may well pass by without much notice. But it's such a significant event. Using my Ignatian imagination, I picture the rough, scraggly Baptist standing on the banks of the Jordan, spying Jesus through a crowd of people and halting everything to point and say, Behold the Lamb of God. The eyes of all in the now silenced crowd turn to see Jesus approach John with a look of familiarity and peace but one that also conveys the significance of what is about to happen. Upon coming to him, he explains his desire that John baptize him, and in that moment, I imagine a look of astonishment, utter astonishment, flooding over the usually gruff face of the baptizer. What? You want me to baptize you? It should be the other way around. Jesus bows his head at John's humble faith, but then entreats him, Allow it for now. It's such a vivid scene. I could go on, but tell you what, let's gain some insight on the baptism of the Lord from our spiritual director today, Father Tom Wilson. Father Wilson is the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, part of the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis. Father Wilson, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It's a pleasure having you back. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, it's good to it's good to be back again. It's uh, it's nice to remember that Christmas actually extends uh, a healthy week or longer more than most people actually celebrate it. So uh, we're great, <laughs> grateful to be continuing the the celebration. Absolutely, I've still got Christmas music playing around my house. So uh, absolutely, entering into the season as well as I can. Well, what a significant scene. And, you know, um, my understanding is, Father, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the baptism of the Lord used to be kind of uh, mingled in with Epiphany, that we celebrated them both together. Uh, yes, the, uh, the, the the historical understanding and liturgical celebration of uh, essentially the, uh, the end of the Christmas season, the manifestation and uh, entry into public ministry of Jesus included uh, bo- the, the Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, uh, the wedding at Cana, right. uh, and um, uh, uh, so so all all those three were were, were linked in to, together uh, as a as a as a clear indication of 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 Jesus being both recognized as uh, as as God and as well as the um, uh, his uh, 
his beginning then of his of his public ministry, and the fourth one I forgot is the uh, um, uh, the the uh, changing the water into wine. So uh, those are those are all those are all part of uh, those are all part of Jesus really uh, taking that transition from uh, essentially his family life with. Uh, uh, with with Mary and Joseph, and uh, and then beginning into the into the public manifestation uh, and his his public ministry, uh, making it more clear to more people uh, who he really is and and what his call is to each and every one of us. Yeah, right. It's kind of the deep breath before the plunge, right? I mean, we're we're taking a look at that. Yeah, very good. Well, um, obviously, there's lots of events or accounts of of Jesus's baptism in given to us in the synoptics, and we're, we we understand that Matthew, Mark, and Luke um, have their have their uh, accounts of this, but specifically uh, this year, of course, being in le- le- lectionary, excuse me, cycle B, we are um, focusing in on the Gospel of Mark, which isn't quite as detailed as some of the other um, other accounts. But um, one of the things it does point out is that Jesus um, baptizes not with water, as John says, but John gives testimony that Jesus is baptizing with the Holy Spirit. What what do you think the what is the is there a similarity? Is there a connection there? And uh, what's the difference as well? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, uh, the similarity is that is that John is baptizing, and and Jesus will Jesus will baptize by the by the Holy Spirit. Uh, but the, um, the 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 distinction, and John John clearly makes the distinction. Um, uh, you know, he must increase, I must decrease. That this is right. a this is John's baptism is a preparation for for Jesus to come, uh, and then Jesus' presence and the power of the Holy Spirit be, is the is the fullness of baptism, if you will, that uh, that takes us into the life and heart of uh, of the of the Trinity and the, the the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, in order for us to uh, to to be more deeply connected with the with the Lord Himself, so uh, and John John makes it John makes it abundantly clear in his in his preaching in his in his baptism that uh, what he is doing is uh, is meant to prepare. Uh, for the one who comes, who will then uh, fulfill the promises of God in the uh, in in the manifestation of Jesus and in the promises of of the Old Testament and fulfilling the uh, the, the the messianic promises uh, made to the people. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I think, kind of getting into the heart of the matter here. But when you're talking about the baptism of the Lord, we can we can hardly avoid it. So, yeah, Jesus comes to John and says, you know. Baptize me, and John says, "What you know?" Like I said in the opening, you know, it needs to be around. I need to be baptized by you, and uh, so why? Why was it so essential, important that Jesus insisted that John baptize him, Father? Yeah, and I think most of us who have any understanding of, of Jesus would would have reacted exactly the same way as yeah, John. Yeah, exactly. And and so uh, so the question becomes, uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus did this, and uh, he did this. The Christmas is about uh, the the manifestation and the identity of the person of Jesus uh, as as divine, as the as the Son of the Father. Um, second person of the Trinity, and the and it is a clear, clear reminder uh, as he is choosing to be baptized 
that he is stepping into who we are as uh, as human beings, identifying with us, if you will, uh, as as sinners, even though he is not uh, a, a sinner. And I believe it removes it removes any ambiguity whatsoever uh, that Jesus really did come into the world to to be one of us and. You know, for 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 those that are um, uh, students of, of theological history and early church controversies and all those all those sorts of things, it took it took a healthy 350 years um, for for everybody to to, to truly buy in uh, that Jesus really um, was uh, both human and uh, and and divine. And his his baptism is just a a, a clear reminder uh, that in his divinity he takes on our humanity and uh, makes it clear by by accepting a baptism that um, he doesn't need for the same reasons that you and I need it. Uh, right. He doesn't have original sin and uh, and and that sort of thing. So um, it really is uh, it's. When we think about it, the, the, the baptism completing the, the Christmas season is, uh, makes perfect sense. It's the, it is the public manifestation of Jesus' divinity. This is my, this is my beloved son, and, this is, and, and my beloved son is uh, entering uh, completely, totally, and fully into your life and uh, represented by receiving the, um, the, the, the baptism of John the Baptist. Yeah, it it further unveils the uh, mystery of the incarnation to that degree that we understand that Jesus became one of us. That it wasn't uh, like you were saying. I've been studying some uh, ancient church heresies lately, Father, for for what it's worth. But uh, it kind of removes that uh, one of those was docetism that Jesus kind of just seemed to become human, and he was really just a, a an all powerful spirit. But yeah. it does, as you said, the baptism moves it even more into. Yeah, he was really one of us. He had a human form. He had a human nature. Yep, a- a- absolutely. And it's a it's it's a wonderful reminder. And it's it's important, frankly, Patrick, to study the the ancient heresies because they never go away. Um, <laughs> exactly, they, they don't. And I, I, I and I suspect that in casual conversations about uh, about Jesus, uh, a, a lot of people that we uh, that that we talk to will. Uh, will have some sense that you know he either was just like a really great guy, or or he might just have been a a, a spirit floating around telling us what to do and and then going away and and all that's and 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 that is a I don't know how common it is, but it's that belief has not gone away. Uh, it yeah. certainly has not gone away, and so um, so the celebration of the baptism again uh, reminds us reminds us all that um, that Jesus really did become one of us, identifying yeah. with us uh, completely, fully, and totally. Our spiritual director today, Father Tom Wilson from All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, as we're talking about the baptism of the Lord. Perhaps you have some insights into the baptism of the Lord that you'd like to share, or how do you celebrate the baptism of the Lord? Have you set it apart in some way in your own liturgical celebrations, in your family, in your uh, wherever it is that you might be celebrating this great feast that we are winding up the Christmas season with, or maybe you have questions too about why, why did this happen? Give us a call and join the conversation. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine is our toll free studio line that's sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. That number again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. 
Well, you're talking about removing the ambiguity about Jesus truly becoming human. Um, I think it also removes some ambiguity about the necessity of baptism as well. I mean, that it's kind of part and parcel to our Christian life, doesn't it, Father? A- absolutely it is. It's the, it's the foundational moment in, um, in anyone's uh, life in Christ. Uh, and I think that one of the... Um, one of the issues that you know we 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 think about particularly as as, as Catholics and uh, many other um, uh, mainline Christians is that uh, baptism is a let's get this done as as really as quickly as we can um, uh, feasibly because it is it, because it is a gift from God it is a gift from God that we are that we are receiving and I think some of our some of our brothers and sisters in Christ will. Um, will almost reverse that 180 degrees and saying no, our 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 receiving of baptism is is our commitment to to, to Jesus, and uh, in fact, it's His commitment to us and in, in giving us the uh, that that grace that change that changes our changes our soul. Uh, permanently, uh, the the second we receive the the gift of baptism, so we become new creations. We become yeah. new creations in uh, in in Christ. Yeah, and just so we don't uh, forget to mention it later, this is one of the reasons why I am strongly encouraging all the students that I have to. Uh, Find out, if they don't already know, find out their baptismal birthday and celebrate it every year. I mean, this is, um, you know, it is a significant event in our own lives that our baptism is something that we need to celebrate as well. Well, Father, one of the things that's uh, pointed out, obviously, in the scriptures, Jesus himself saying, allow it for now um, in order that... I might fulfill, or that all all righteousness may be fulfilled, and the Catechism picks this up as well. In paragraph twelve twenty four, he voluntarily it says, "Our Lord voluntarily submitted himself to the baptism of Saint John, intended for sinners, in order to fulfill all righteousness." What does that mean to fulfill all righteousness? Yeah, that is a that is a great question, and I think that the fulfillment of all of all righteousness is is again, it's a it's a completion of the promises that uh, God made to the to the people of the of the Old Testament that uh, in fact that there would be a there would be a new covenant and and this is a Jesus um, becoming one of us and his eventual uh, uh, suffering and, and death on the cross would be the would be the fulfillment of of the promise uh, and the um, uh, establishment of of the new covenant with his with his people. So uh, that righteousness is is fulfilled in the concrete person of of Jesus Christ and his uh, his willingness to uh, to to humble himself and uh, and and to submit to the to the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And obviously, again, here, the, our own baptism ties into this as well, because we participate, as I understand it, we are then invited to our participate in that fulfillment precisely by undergoing baptism, that that's where we are incorporated into Christ himself and then also into his fulfillment of all righteousness. Have I got that right? You do have that right. And isn't it a wonderful thing? I mean, it is. It is, a, it is. it is a fantastic gift to be invited into the life of Christ, yeah. and uh, and he, he he does that with the uh, with with the grace of of, of baptism uh, that that then allows us to uh, to participate in the in in the life of the Trinity, uh, really becoming becoming one. 
uh, becoming one with him uh, through the, through the grace and gift of baptism, and then being able to share uh, in his in his ministry, which which really um, you know the, the the transition, if you will, from from baptism of the Lord and the end of Christmas into into ordinary time is the is le, the liturgical marker and the historical marker, if you will, of of Jesus uh, then then going into public ministry, and and the gift of our the gift of our baptism uh, is is not just a it's not just a suggestion, uh, but it is a call then uh, to share in the ministry of Christ. Right. And it ties that is lest we uh, start to view Christmas as merely some historical event that we have some, you know, uh, maybe paltry way of honoring in, in some insignificant ways. It ties it directly into today, into our own lives, that it, you know, it, it opens the whole of the Christmas understanding up so that we are not just observing some historical event, but we are actually made sharers and participants. It is like you said, Father, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, one one further question about specific specifically um, the event of Jesus' baptism. So uh, this is what St. Mark tells us in our Gospel reading for Monday. It's going to be, on coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him, and a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Maybe talk a little bit about this, Father, the significance of this, that we've got really all three persons of the Trinity making an appearance here, and that's that's pretty amazing in and of itself. Yep, it brings it all. It brings it all together, uh, and and again, um, you know, we we have uh, uh, people are often challenged about the the particularly the person uh, the person of Jesus, uh, and uh, I think the. The, the challenge that people have are, are oftentimes, um, uh, you know, legitimate responses to, uh, to to questions of faith and things like that. But but I think that we have to we have to be honest. Oftentimes, the 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 challenges that come from uh, truly uh, accepting the identity of of Jesus as um, fully human and fully divine are are often rooted <clears throat> excuse me in the fact that uh he actually might ask us to do something that we really don't want to do <laughs> yeah how about and, that and it's like and he can do that because he's god he can he can ask us to he can ask us to do that and so the so the struggle then becomes becomes us you know responding to him and and living the fulfillment of being one with him, and the truth is, and I think I think we probably all have uh, a little or or a lot within our hearts. And say, yeah, you know, Jesus, I really want to be one with you in this beauty of the love of the Trinity, and uh, but you know, keep the cross to yourself. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just kind of step back that from right. from, from that. But but the truth is, then the the, the opening of the skies and the and the clear identification of Jesus as the as the beloved Son of the Father uh, through the through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's like they're 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 all one. They're all divine. And and now you you are part of that in the gift of in the gift of your own baptism. Uh, and it is a beautiful thing. It is a it is a beautiful thing, but it is also at times a very uh, a very challenging reality. Yeah, well, to be sure. But I I love the testimony that it gives. I mean, if anybody doubted, which I suppose there would have been some doubters there amongst uh, doubting John's preaching about who this who this guy actually is, who this Jesus guy actually is. 
I mean, it would be much harder, I would think, to doubt seeing the Spirit uh, like a dove descending upon him and then hearing this voice from the heavens, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. That would that would uh, seem to solidify things maybe a I, bit I think, more. <laughs> I think so. It would take only the uh, only the most hardened of of, of cynics and doubters yes. to uh, to to be able to see all that unfold in 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 front of their faces and right. uh, say, "Nah, I don't think so." You know. <laughs> yeah, very good. We are talking about the baptism of the Lord today here on the program with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, gaining some insight into our own spiritual lives and how the baptism of the Lord can play a significant role in our continuing development in the faith. So if you have questions about the baptism or ways that you celebrate and honor the baptism, maybe questions about your own baptism, feel free to give us a call. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. 888-914-9149 or our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take our first break. We'll be back with more of the show right after this. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way and who shall the starry crown good lord show me the way oh sisters let's go down let's go down come on down oh sisters let's go down down in the river to pray oh wonderful just letting that play is great. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for listening to us today as we are talking about the baptism of the Lord with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Well, I tell you what, Father, um, let's uh, want to get into priest, prophet, and king. But before we do that, why don't we take a phone call? We've got Rudy calling in from Monterey Park, California. Rudy, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Good morning. I just have a question. I raised my kids uh, Catholic, had them baptized right away. However, my daughter, uh, with her first child, she turned to a Christian uh, church, and she hasn't had her child baptized. Her child's 15 now, and she was telling me that she's going to wait till she makes her own decision. And I keep pushing her to have that she should be baptized. She's had a second child recently, and also, like, no baptism. I keep trying to bring it up to her, but it's like I'm not getting any kind of response. She just says, I'll think about it. I don't know what else to do or how can I advise her to move forward. Well, it sounds like you've already, uh, Rudy, advised her to move forward, and um, the and it, and it's a sad thing and the experience that you're having i think is just probably all too common with uh with many people including a lot of our listeners who uh whose children have been been baptized and raised in the faith uh and then um and then choosing not to uh not to baptize their 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 grandchildren and it's a it's a very it's a very very sad thing um because uh essentially what they're doing is uh, they're they're denying that child the 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 grace of of the gift of of baptism, 
uh, in the, I think, um, the, the, the unwitting um, cooperation with, a, with an idea that says that somehow, somehow, somehow baptism is us committing to, uh, to, to the Lord when, when in fact baptism is, is a reception from, from the Lord um, of, of of the graces of baptism and entry into the into the family of God, um, you need to keep praying for your for your your grandchildren and your and your daughter. Uh, but practically speaking, uh, we might be a little bit tangential in our in our topic today. But the um, the, the the church honors the role of parents. Always honors the role of parents, and uh, it really is the—it's the parents' decision, um, you know, for a child who has yet to yet to attain the uh, the age of, of reason uh, to, uh, to to have that child baptized, and in so doing, themselves accepting the responsibility of of, of raising them in the in in the faith, and and so. Um, the church can't violate the will of of, of the parents, and, um, and and grandparents can't violate the will of the parents either. And it's and it's a it's a very very sad uh, sad thing. Um, but I think that you know the the, the flip side of that is um, you know the the recognition that. Uh, uh, you know, we have a, we have a merciful God, and if if a, if a child hasn't been baptized and and it's not of their of their will or their doing, we have a, we have a merciful God to uh, to respond to them. But they're 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 living without the they're living without without the grace of baptism, and that's 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 very sad. It's 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 very sad, and I um, I I don't pretend to know all the history of the rejection of infant baptism and things like that in the in the life of the church, but it's uh, it's it's significant, I think, culturally, um, because you know religion religion should be chosen personally and all that sort of thing. Uh, but it's also it's also significant in some in some wings of the of the of the Christian Church, which I again I don't I don't pretend to to, to fully understand. But um, the grace of baptism is available, and uh, and we would want. Um, as many to receive it as 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 possible, but it can't be uh, it can't be forced. So continue to pray for your daughter and your and your grandchildren, Rudy. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of one of those cases again where the church proposes but does not impose. Yeah, Father. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Rudy. Thanks for the call. And as Father said, I'm sure that you are not the only person in this uh, in this situation. But uh, yeah, let's keep praying. Let's keep praying that uh, the hearts and minds of of uh, children and their parents are led into the will of God. That's what we that's what we want to see. Well, Father, as I said, I want to get into priest, prophet, and king. Now, uh, as we already talked about baptism being incorporated into the life of Christ, into the life of the anointed one, and of course, as anointed, he is anointed with the Holy Spirit by the Father to to be the the pinnacle of these three uh, offices, these three roles of priest, prophet, and king. So what does it mean that we, then, as we're incorporated into Christ, are called to be priests, prophets, and kings? Yeah, part of the part of the gift of baptism is that we um, we begin to share the identity of Christ, who is priest, prophet, and king, and so we uh, we share uh, in uh, in those in that in that threefold dimension of of, of, of baptism, each in our uh, each in our own way. The um, the the gift of um, priest, priest, prophet, and king. Maybe we should maybe take a take a step 
uh, step back here. Sure. And priest priest is about the is about the direct link and connection to to God. And and so uh, the actions of of the priest create a bridge uh, between the between the human and and divine. And we all uh, obviously I have a unique place in that in in our in our liturgical and sacramental life as as all priests do. But but every baptized person has uh, has a role in that of of being uh, if you will that that bridge that that connects the, the the divine, the presence of Jesus with the with the rest of the world in the in the life um, in the life in which we in which we live. Um, people, uh, you know, lay people are, are exercising their their priestly role by being part of our of our of our worship and uh, assisting in their participation at mass and and the like. Uh, prophet is the is is a reminder that it's the it's the call for uh, again all people of faith to uh, be speaking the truth of God in in all circumstances um, in season and out of season uh, which we which we need to which we need to remember um, prophecy is again a, a a fundamental question but it is it is not about predicting the future uh, it is about uh, calling people uh, to what God has called us to and speaking the truth of of God, and then uh, the, the the kingly role is the is the reality that we are uh, we are in the world. We have uh, a, a sense of authority, and we have to take responsibility for uh, the things that are uh, within our purview and, and authority of our in our of our life in terms of uh, caring for families, um, caring for the world around us, caring for the responsibilities that we have been given. Um, Lots of people maybe want to do the priest and the prophet part, and the king part is just a little bit more difficult. And I'll just, uh, I'll speak, I'll speak in the name of an awful lot of priests. The, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the, the priest and the prophet are are oftentimes uh, they're they're not always easy, certainly, but but they're often very, uh, very life giving, and and yeah, this is what I was ordained a priest for. Uh, those king things when you. You know, you got to fix the roof, and you got to uh, handle disputes between people, and and all those sorts of things that are really what we would look at as kind of worldly responsibilities. Uh, we'd rather set those aside. But going back to the beginning, Jesus became one of us, and becoming one of us means that we stand in the in the challenges and the messiness and the and the the, the grind of daily life. Um, and so in our kingship, we, we respond to that and, and, uh, uh, and respond to him the best we can with the, with the graces that he has given to us in the, in the world at large every day. And I think that's, that's essential for all of these offices, priest, prophet, and king, is that we recognize that, yes, it is a, they're all gifts of our being incorporated into Christ, so they are given to us, but they also are sustained and maintained by God's grace, right? Like It's not like Jesus just hands these things over and says, all right, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Up. You know right. what, and, the, and the, 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 uh, the, the pillar that we stand on always is the, is the trust that God will always provide us the grace to do what he asks us to do. Mm, yeah, and, very good. And, and we can never forget that. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, we, we'll get back into that conversation, but we've got a phone call coming in from Evangelina calling in from Florida who has an interesting question, I think. Evangelina, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you. Uh, 
Happy New Year, Patrick and Father Wilson. Happy New Year. Hi. Thank you. I have a question regarding um, John, St. John. Um, why did, and in Luke chapter 7, John, when he was in prison, he asked if Jesus was the Messiah, since he did baptize Jesus and heard God mm. speak about Jesus. So he doubted. Good question. Oh, that is a very good. That is a very good question. My my, you know, again, I'm not. A, I'm not gonna. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scriptural scholar either. And, um, you know, the 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 gospels give us uh give us the accounts of of uh, the 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 life of Jesus. Um, you know, and and different stories in different gospels. Um, uh, we don't necessarily have a perfect uh, chronological, uh, if you will, um, outline of of all the events in the in in the in the gospel. Uh, so so these things are can be can be a little bit difficult to work out in that way. Um, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with uh, a, uh, an educated response, which is not a perfect response or necessarily what the church would absolutely say, is that um, John is still wanting to make sure. I mean, he's just wanting to, he's, he's just wanting to, to make sure that this is, uh, uh, that this really is the one and, and uh, to, uh, to be certain that, um, uh, that, that Jesus is the Messiah and that Jesus is claiming that himself uh, uh, in order to in order to continue to move forward and frankly give the uh, give the go ahead to he had lots of people following him and and he just had to had to make sure and I'll I'll just speak personally um, you know I'll ask I'll ask God something and and I'll get a sense that this is what he's asking and I, I will be I will be honest enough to to say I, I I've gone back to God and said are are you sure. Um, are, are you sure this, this is this is really what it is, and and uh, and and get some confirmation? And I I suspect there's a, there's an element of that in uh, uh, in 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 John's um, uh, question to to the people is you know ask him if, if if this really is the one, and for for him to confirm it not just to John but to everybody else. Yeah, that's further. a very good question, Evangeline. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Evangeline, a great question, and uh, yeah, it's it's worthy of some pondering there. And and uh, yeah, I mean, some. I, I think we're all. I mean, I'm I, again. I'm not trying to speak in for John the Baptist either. Uh, great and holy man as he was, um, you know, no one born of woman greater than the greater than the kingdom of heaven than him, or greater greater than him, greater than he, but. Um, at the same time, I I do think certainly in examining my own life, yeah, there are times when I'm like, really, Lord, this is. I mean, are you really, you know, questioning maybe his his uh, his mo in some of the ways that he gets about to us in in our lives and saying, okay, is this is this what's really going to happen or or. I guess when the Lord doesn't necessarily meet up to my fulfill my expectations, then question marks arise in my in my mind, maybe. Uh, yes. Yes. And that, and, and, you know, and we, we can, we can easily joke about that, Patrick. And, and, um, uh, and we have a, um, it's a, in some ways it's a humility and it's just recognizing, yeah. you know what, I, um, my, my perceivers are not going to be 
on perfectly all the time and so so there has to be some some confirmation and 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 our our, our egos are still part of the equation uh and so the the continuing the, the continuing asking of the questions is actually a a a good thing and a uh, a recognition of of our of our own continued need to uh to to, to grow and to uh allow the lord to to help us to grow in uh humility and in in greater acceptance but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make it easy and i i right. just you know one of the one of the um one of the important things you know uh baptism of the lord and the graces and the call that 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 go with it is uh, a recognition that this life he calls us to is not um, it is not easy. Walking mm-hmm. by faith is 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 not easy. Mm-hmm. Well, no no argument here yeah. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to that. That yeah. is certainly that is certainly the case. It is not easy. We're talking about the baptism of the Lord today here on the Inner Life, and we are taking your questions and comments on the baptism of the Lord, and maybe questions and comments about your own baptism. If you have questions about that, feel free to give us a call at 888-914-9149. Speak with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, from the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, 888-914-9149. We're going to be back with more of the show right after this. Stay with us. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash UDallas. I'm on my way to the river of Jordan. Gonna wait right in. in the rushing water. I'm going down. I'm going down to the river of Jordan. Oh, nice. Great call on the music there, Nick. Nick Arstendovich, our producer here, and he is uh, setting up really good rejoin music for us today as we're talking about the baptism of the Lord. Thomas Engesser is on the phones for us, uh, taking your phone calls. So my thanks to them both. My name is Patrick Conley. You are listening to The Inner Life, where we're talking about the baptism of the Lord with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. And Father, I mentioned earlier on in the show about uh, knowing our baptismal date and celebrating it well. And uh, I'm I'm not just making that up. I'm taking some uh, I'm taking some nods from uh, well, the likes of Pope Francis, for example, where he said, uh, "If I would ask you today, which of you knows the exact date of your baptism?" I do not think there would be too many hands raised yet. He says, "It is the day on which we were saved. It is the day on which we became children of God." So. Maybe talk a little bit about that, Father. Why does Pope Francis stress the need for us to know our baptism? Because it's the it's the it is the most important moment in our life. Period. Regardless of anything else that will ever happen in our life, uh, that that moment that we received the uh, the washing away of original sin and the and the grace to be part of the family of of God uh, and begin our call in in our life in Christ is uh, without exception the most important moment in uh in any person's life and you know granted we've got the we've got the struggle that uh most of us uh have have, have received this at a a point in our life that we can't we can't recall the the event 
but it is still the most important thing. And I have that. I'll often have that conversation with uh, with couples in, in marriage preparation, or even um, uh, occasionally at the at the homily at a wedding, in which I think I think legitimately and and understandably so. A lot of people would say, you know, their their wedding day is the most important day of their life, and it is a very significant moment in their life, and it's a very important decision that they've made to to get married but their baptism will always be the most important moment in their life because it seals their identity as a child of God. You know, we've got, we've, we live in this world where people talk about identity, this and identity, that, and I'm determining my identity in this and that, and I can do well. This is, this is God's assignment to us, if you will, uh, of the gift of, of, uh, of our identity as, as beloved sons and daughters of, of, of God. And that is the most important um, uh, moment uh, and event in, in the life of, of, any, of any Christian. Um, without, uh, without ambiguity, without, um, I, I suppose some people may debate it, but um, absolutely unequivocally, it is, um, it is our, it is the most, uh, the most important moment in, in our life. And I think maybe, maybe it's a good exercise for our, for our listeners, uh, Patrick, to, you know, dig through the baby book and, and things like that. And, um, and, uh, and recall and, and, and commit to commit to memory, um, your, our, our own baptismal dates. Yeah. You know? yep. I happen to know mine cause I had to get all those okay. papers together to go to the seminary and <laughs> see, see pictures of a blizzard. So I, yeah. I got a, I well, got an idea of, of when is your of, baptismal of, birthday father? May I ask yeah, you? Yeah, it is uh, April 3rd. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right. Yep. Very good. Yep. Which actually was the same date that my wife and I were received into the Catholic Church. Not there the not the ye- different year, but yes. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, I mean, it's it's it's, sig- it's such a. I mean, I love the way that you were just uh, just absolutely just crystal clear about that. The most important day of your life, and uh, one of the things that I, I, this is just rolling around in my head, Father, and you have complete license to refute me if I'm way off track here, but. Because not not uh, anything to do with our own merit, of course, but because of the graces, the powerful graces of baptism, because of what's going on there and us participating and, and being incorporated into the person of Jesus Christ himself. Is it far off base for us to think that on the day of our baptism, we too might be addressed by God the Father? You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. And with you, I am well pleased. Absolutely unequivocally, absolutely unequivocally, and the and the beauty of that um, in theological terms we call it the ontological change of yeah. our um, the ontological change of our of our soul at at, at baptism is that um, once we have become that beloved child of God, nothing can change that. You know, we can choose to not respond to the call and all those sorts of things that we we get caught up in. But you, um, uh, that 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 dignity uh, of being a beloved son or daughter of God uh, is there. It was there on that day of baptism, and it's there uh, every day for the rest of our lives. Whether we, whether we choose to acknowledge and respond to it or not is a uh, is a is a different matter, but absolutely unequivocally. And it's 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 quite humbling, actually, 
Don't you think that it's oh, it's humbling yeah. that he would that he would choose us to um, to, to 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 receive uh, that gift of being uh, a, a beloved child and and a lot of people don't receive well and they don't understand it and they you know because because other people will. Uh, will will rain on them when they make mistakes and and that sort of thing and they they begin to to measure their identity in in that rather than in the rather than the love of the father but the father doesn't do that yeah he does yeah. he does not do that we are we are his his, his beloved children and um uh and and always will be yeah oh man. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm feeling it right now. I'm just feeling overwhelmed at that. And that's what a what a great gift. What a what a loving picture of our heavenly Father and how much He overflows with that love. And Father, I know you said earlier in the in the program that you're not uh, necessarily an expert in the whole idea and thoughts behind infant baptism and that sort of thing. But um, is do you think that this plays into it to a degree at least? As to I mean, being this being at, at our baptism, the date of our baptism is the most significant event in our life. Why the church said, well, let's not put it off then. Exactly. No, no, that's exactly it. I mean, it is a it is a it is a grace to be received. Uh, and to and, and to be received into the family of God, uh, and and begin our our call into uh, in, into Christ, and mm-hmm. um, and so 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 doing that uh, is is an acknowledgement that at the very very um, earliest moments of uh, of of our life we we can in fact uh, by the by the choice of our parents become uh, a child of God. Um, mm-hmm gone beyond just being created in his image and likeness but then but but to also be his uh his his beloved child yeah. and i mean the truth and the truth is that we you know for for all those who will argue against infant baptism and such we have we have very sound scriptural data of of both the essential uh uh reality and importance of baptism but also that in fact uh it is a family reality and and in the in in the life of the early church it was it was a family's decision to come to come to Christ and it wasn't individuals so the whole family and the whole family would include the children so um there's there's good grounding uh historically and, and scripturally with with that as well sure and I can imagine, and uh, but let's be clear here. This means that this does not mean that uh, you know it's kind of a one and done type of thing. But this is an introduction into a, a, a new life, a new. I mean, literally being right, being born from above, yeah. and and it is uh, that there is there are intellectual and and volitional, or so you know we need to we need to come to believe and have. I mean, our our intellect and our will need to match up with the character that's given to us in our baptism. In other words, we need to continue to live out that being a child of God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and and what is you know what is what is the relationship of a father to child? Father is the um, father is the one who cares. Father is the one who teaches. Um, and we all need to learn. And um, we, we, frankly, we learn from from the times that we fall down and and are not living up to uh, what we can be. Um, and the uh, the father isn't there to push us back down. The father is there to uh, to, to to lift us up and to and to and to give us the opportunity to 
um, completely live in and appreciate uh, being that being that beloved that beloved child. Yeah, and uh, another thing that pops into my head too is that I mean, oftentimes uh, I, you know I've done a fair bit of work with RCIA since coming into the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and with that being the case, then the question comes up fairly regularly. Well, can I get baptized again? Or, you know, should I get baptized again? And that sort of thing. And the church, of course, says, you know, once, once and only once type of thing. Um, that that's, yep. that's what's sufficient, right? Of course. But yep. at the same time, it seems to me that, that there are, I mean, there are times in which we can, uh, actually revisit our baptismal promises. Obviously, we do that every Easter season, for example. Mm-hmm. We do that before receiving the Sacrament of Confirmation. But one of the things that really hit me in making my very first confession, Father, was um, coming out of the confessional feeling lighter than air, that uh, you know, just the graces of God flowing, and I could sense it. Um, and uh, one, of my, one of my mentors said to me, there you go, right back to your baptismal purity. So, I mean, is there, con- is there a link between baptism and confession in that way? I mean, does it take us back to that, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased? A- a- absolutely. I think it's a, uh, it's a reminder. Um, it's a reminder of our, 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 our baptismal gift of being the beloved child, but it's also a, uh, it's a humble acknowledgement that we haven't always lived up to uh, what it means to be a beloved um, child of the, of, of the Father, and yeah. so uh, that that humility on our part to recognize uh, that we that we need that forgiveness, uh, the willingness to to receive the the grace, then in fact does restore us to that uh, to that baptismal uh, that baptismal purity that we uh, uh, that that we desire and. And and only keep by His grace, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all it's all by His grace. Yeah, Amen. Well, just about a minute before we ask for your blessing, Father. But just to recap a little bit, so it sounds to me like, um, based on our conversation today, that some some good uh, takeaways from this may well, may well be just based on this last point. That yep, um, if we're struggling in our in our call to live as children of God, then a trip to the confessional might be right in line, right in order for us to get to know and understand um, when our baptismal birthday is, and then to celebrate it as the most important day of our lives. And then there's also a looking ahead too, Father, isn't it right? I mean, if we're made children, then we need to we need to uh, exist in hope of when we get to see our Lord face to face. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it, it is. It's a it's a beautiful reality to uh, to recognize. And and I, I say that in baptisms all the time that this is their their first step of their return to heaven. And mm-hmm. uh, and and oh, so man. each day each day we we continue to, uh, to to take those steps, despite the fact that we fumble around every once in a while and and, and all that. We've got a we've got a father who's um, made us part of the family and uh, continues to uh, allow us to be part of it. First step in our return to heaven. I love it, Father. This has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it, Father. But uh, we, as always, would like your blessing if you would please. Gracious and provident Father, we are grateful for your invitation for us to become part of your divine family through your Son, Jesus, and through the, and the Holy Spirit. We ask that you pour down your blessing uh, upon our listeners and on all of their families, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Coming up Monday on the program, something kind of related to today's topic, raising kids in the faith with our spiritual director, Father Chris Walsh. Hope you can join us for that. Have a great weekend. Until then, grace and peace.